0: Hey, everyone. We are here for another recording today. Super excited. I've known this gentleman for a handful of years. Uh, he's a young, up-and-comer rock star down in that southeastern quadrant. We'll get into more about that uh, here over the next 15 to 20 minutes. So, super excited about him. How we even went to a Braves-Astros game, World Series game. Uh, unfortunate to say... I'm an Astros fan and uh Blaine's team prevailed and we talk a lot of crap over the last couple of years. Not
1: that night dude. Not that night. That night y'all
0: us. <laughs> Congratulations to you, my friend, and your team winning it since what was it, like the nineties? Yeah, 95,
1: 96, something like that. All right.
0: All right. So that that was always fun and exciting. And like I said, him and I have uh, connected for several years and uh we give a lot of bantering behind the scenes, shall we say. Uh Blaine is out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. He has got a team there that he's running with Keller Williams. And um, we just want to kind of talk to him today a little bit about uh, building teams and kind of how he got started doing that and kind of what that leverage looked like. A little bit about, I know a lot of people aspire to go, hey, I want to build a team. All right, cool. What does that look like, right? And I think we want to pick uh, Blaine's brain today. Well, I'll say that multiple times. Blaine's brain uh, today and go through kind of a little bit about his experience with that. Always, like we do here, we want to reward our guests that are coming on here with some referral opportunities. So if you got some folks down in Tuscaloosa, I'm sure Blaine can kind of expand on that a little bit. He's going to be your guy that takes great care of clients down in that area. So hook him up if you got some referrals and uh, welcome to the show today, Blaine. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So maybe give us a little bit of background. Um, talk to you a little bit about your real estate business, where you are uh, today, how long you've been in, uh, what your team look like, some things like that.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, my I've got a uh, I've got a six person team right now. I've got uh, I've got uh, myself and three other agents, uh, two admins, one who's basically an EA. Uh, not going to call her really a director of operations, per really yet, or have or as far as that full title goes, but pretty close as far as uh, her capabilities go. And then I've got a uh, another person who is kind of almost taking over a lot of the transaction stuff and uh, and advertising, and, uh, and that's kind of where we are. Last year, um, actually, last year. Up until uh, December, we had two agents still and two admins, and um, and we did just south of 100 transactions. That was our first real January to January full full uh, full scale as a team. This year, we're probably going to be looking more in the range of 165 to 170 transactions, um, and that's that's kind of that's kind of where we're at.
0: Yeah, that's awesome growth, man. Congratulations to that. That's super cool. And that's why I wanted you on this uh, this podcast today to talk a little bit about that. And I think you're doing it right. And obviously, your numbers are reflecting you're doing it right. So super proud, super cool of that. Thank you. Thank you. So, much. so okay, good. So we know you're you know pushing a 160 projected this year based on roughly 100 last year. Uh, And that was with six. Was that six producing agents? I apologize. There were just six on the team total. How many producing agents? Six on the team total. Last year we had two
1: for the majority of the year. This year it's going to look like more like four probably.
0: Okay, cool. And are you including yourself in that number as
1: well? I am. Yeah.
0: Okay. Awesome. What percentage of the business would you say that you do and the team does overall?
1: Uh, last year as far as gci goes it was probably about 65 to 70 percent me okay um, um transaction wise uh another agent on the team did about the same amount of transactions that i do but he is in um he's in a he lives in a town south of here a little more rural community and the sale the price is much lower and, uh, so that's what kind of offset that as far as transactions and actual closings and work he was doing, it was about the same as mine, but his, his, um, extra stuff goes up, you know, his, uh, his sell price kind of hurt him now.
0: Well, you're going to count. Yeah, that's good.
1: But that's, that's, that's fine there. Um, but that's, that's, you know, that's where we we're last year. Now we're, uh, you know, we're, we're getting, we're growing and, and, and moving, moving forward and just trying to keep the. Keep the momentum
0: moving. I love it. I love it, man. So question for you. So I have a lot of people, and I'm sure a lot of people have asked you too. It's like, you know, I think sometimes they think the next solution naturally is I want to build a team, right? And it's not quite as easy. I think as people think that it might be like, they just think like, cool, because, you know, let's be real. I'm not sure, you know, agents partnering together is not overly complicated, shall we say, finding people to to combine and merge together for a team is not super hard but building the, co- the the infrastructure and building the systems and providing the value is much more difficult so maybe take me a little bit through your journey on when you first realized you thought you wanted to build a team and what did those steps look like and perhaps where were some missteps that you took that you would have changed a little bit differently okay, okay yeah um if I get off track a little
1: bit, put me back on. That was a, that was a few several things for my brain. That was a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think uh, with me, it got to a point that I was, uh, and, and you know how this kind of happened with me. I was doing a, a lot of transactions, um, and I, I don't know if you, you would. I would look back and say the number was a lot uh, for what I would am or would have been capable of but it was a lot compared to what I did the year before and I was just overwhelmed. Um, and, uh, and I, I, so I got to look and made a hire and, um, and, uh, to be as an EA or transaction coordinator, um, to handle stuff, ended up being a very good hire for a while. Uh, and then, uh, I, I got real big on, on internet leads. Like I was, uh, you know uh Facebook style stuff, not like Zillow or realtor dot com or any of that stuff, but just facebook stuff and I was closing a bunch of them and it got to the point that I was uh getting a little bit more than I probably bargained for and uh there was another agent in the office here who I was sort of helping out a little bit, and I was throwing him a lead here, a lead here because I just couldn't, and eventually he was asking me a lot about it, you know he was newer. And I was getting into a lot of, you know, okay, well, this question came up and this question came up and this question came up. So it got to the point that, okay, well, now you. We need to just do something together because you're getting the leads that I'm getting. I'm giving time. So let's just let's just combine this in together and make it, you know, more uh, advantageous for both of us, I guess, because I'm able to give you time, more time and you're able to uh, benefit from. It on both ends um from there it just kind of kept going that was a very bad that admin that i hired ended up being a very very bad hire um it's kind of the thing that i don't know if you've ever heard this i know uh i know here we preach the 30 60 90 day thing i'm not sure what, what your system yeah. is there but i have actually implemented something on my own from that that is more of a 30 60 90 and then you're not, I don't have anybody in my mind. If I do, I do, but I still go after six months and do a, a reassessment of the situation, kind of a reset because I, I've I've been told by a lot of people throughout my life that someone can hide their real, um, personality, whatever, for about six months. Yeah. Like, the max they can go. And if you look at people that kind of fake it to make it six months in is, is almost scientifically as far as they can, as they can push that, uh, that, that doing what they do. So eventually things are going to start slipping through the cracks and, yeah. and, um, and and getting into another thing was the, uh, how do I say it was really really digging into the hiring process a lot more than I did so instead of instead of going in now with these last two hires, I did that with the first one i didn't it was and that's the that's the uh that's the um oh goodness gracious help me out uh was the old way it was called, they give you uh, references digging into second third level references Because yeah. so, as first and second people you say they may tell you something. Great. And most of the time they're going to tell you something great anyway, because legally it's hard to say anything bad about somebody. And if they're smart, they know that. Yeah. Um, but once you said, once you say, well, can I, can I, is there two or three other people, and two or three other people? Eventually I would have caught that because somebody at her, the last job would have known that, yeah, this person stirs up a lot of trouble. Or this person doesn't show up to work on time, Or this person was a headache and those people further down the line, Probably aren't
0: going to know the the laws' rules as much, and they're probably going to spill a lot more beans so yeah, absolutely. Um, let me unpack a little bit about what you just said, so I heard one of your key high well one of your key positions, even though you learned from failing forward, was your e a so would you say that e a was your first hire before you partnered with the gentleman that's working with your leads today right that's right okay cool so so was that would you agree that was probably one of the most critical? positions I won't say the individual was the was the best fit but yeah even her for for
1: the time that she was here and good um it served the purpose for a while and then it just kind of ran its course uh but even even while even while she was here she was good Now it cost a lot of time and a lot of heartache mm-hmm. replacing her because I didn't take the time that I probably should have to, to hire her um but yeah man it, it's I don't care if you're a single agent, like an e, uh, or or even a buyer's agent that does a lot like stuff and wants their own. Like, I don't do anything, but like I mean, I go check on things, make sure things are good. But stuff happens all the time in that office because I've got my agent office in my office over here, and across the halls, my 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 other stuff's going on in that office that I don't even know what's going on. And it's it's, 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 I don't think about it. It's I write a contract and I give them a net sheet and a couple of weeks later, maybe a, a repair addendum shows up in my email or not repair them but a uh, inspection report will show up in my email, give the, give the, if it's a buyer or seller, I don't know. Cause we all kind of work with both, but um pops up in my, my box. I'll give them a call and, see what they want sheet a few things
0: down and then
1: go to closing i mean yeah.
0: yeah that leverage is huge because then it basically not only helps you build your organization but it also allows it for duplication yeah which is, i learned how blake that blaine does his business and then i can document that now it's trainable uh through video through courses through yeah whatnot so Yeah, that EA, I think, is one of your most important hires, even if it's from the simplistic perspective of documenting what you do, how you do it, and now you can leverage that into training opportunities for future agents that join your team. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think it's also important when you're hiring to not just find somebody that fits the bill and do they have the right personality type and all that stuff, but get the feel that there's somebody that's going to be bought into an organization or if they're just going to be the, the, um, the
0: worker because I think that's, that's, that's also like a dual position. I mean, like a dual responsibility. Like I think it's up to the rainmaker and the leader to have that vision and be able to put that in front of them as well. That's what's going to attract the talent in my opinion is like, Hey, here's my vision. I'm not saying it's going to change. It may or may not change over the next handful of years. However, right. If, uh, I think very, um, uh, very strong people, like very hard working people, very career growth opportunities want to see that vision and they want to be able to believe in their leader.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's a very, it's a very, uh, I think it's a very cultural thing within the team as well, as far as don't hire somebody because on paper they're the right, or even if you think they're the kind of person that gets bought in, but you can sit down and say, okay, well, this person's the right hire. Like our people are, they're all over the board as far as, you know, backgrounds and whatever, you know, um, but they're all, you sit down when we have our little group interviews or whatever. Like we had one the other day for an agent that I'm bringing on, which, you know, and, um, and, uh, you can you can tell if there's uh cohesiveness or there there's there's gelling or there's that person and he asked a lot of the right questions when he was sitting there and he was at, and, and, and the reasons he wanted to come on. You can just hear if hmm. it, it, a lot a lot's done by picking people that are gonna fit in with the people that you've already got, not just because they're good, because 'cause they're a great real estate agent or a great admin, they might not be great for you.
0: Right. And they may not be the right culture fit for your existing organization. And I think one of the simplistic things I hear people say, and this kind of came from Ben Kenny and others is, do I want to work with you? Like if I was hiring Blaine Junction, I mean, sorry, Blaine Junkin, would I want to hire him? Right. Do I want him? And does he fit my culture? You know, and he may or may not, he may be the most rock solid guy. He may be one of the top agents out there, but if he doesn't fit into our culture, you know, then it's it's not going to be a win-win solution for everybody, for sure. So I think you're spot on with that. Uh, so let me kind of take back for just a minute to, then you moved into leads. So that was kind of your, move, your movement forward then was, hey, I was kind of like growing outside my boundary of my local city, and I'm, I may be putting words in your mouth, so let me know, but you had enough leads in an area that was perhaps becoming uncomfortable for you that you were giving up the opportunity on some potential business because of your bandwidth, because of the travel, because of whatever. Yeah. So it naturally found an opportunity for somebody in your network, right. To assist you in getting some more deals closed simply because you were stretched.
1: Yeah. Yeah. To an extent, a lot of those he brought with him, uh, naturally, obviously, cause it's his area and his, his circle of influence there. Um, but yeah i mean you kind of said everything that 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 i would say about that he's a uh, it 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 did it fit so perfectly it didn't make sense to not mm-hmm. do it that that was a uh, that's probably the best way i could put that without putting that in any more words
0: that's perfect and i think that's what if you follow like the expansion system orientation model and things like that taught at kw is it's the ink dot strategy right eventually your leads are going to start out growing the area of circumference that you're best supported in such that expansion, that makes sense. Like if you want to use the word expansion, however, you also can stay so local that your leads you're missing opportunity because you have so many leads coming in, even in your local city that you need that support. I guess my message is what I, and you can tell me if you agree or not is let the leads drive the decision on whether you should expand or you should add to your team or not.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I don't think that you should ever, and I'm not a guy, I'm not a person, nor do I want to be a person that does 150 transactions on his own. I don't, I don't have, I don't aspire to that at all. Like that's not, that's not me. I know what, and it's not the limits that you're capable of is where do you want to be? Cause it's that whole life by design thing. Right. So it's, where do you, where do you want to be? At what point have you maxed out where you want to be, but you want to keep growing at the same time. And that's, that's kind of where where, where I'm at. So, or where I was at. I'm, yeah. Now I'm at a point where I'm, it, let's, let's go further. You know, we're we're, we're, we're at a point now where we're, we're, we're trying to find the next ceiling. So it's,
0: yeah, it's, From a profit and loss standpoint, from a total, so, and I know this is dangerous because people ask me this question all the time because every model is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. But for those looking to think about starting a team, I think sometimes they look at it as, hey, let me go find another agent because I can double how much business we do. That's a lot of people's philosophy. What do you say to that? I think if you
1: don't already have the capability of doing the business, you're probably going to put somebody in a position to fail
0: yep that's, I right. Think it's that's a value proposition right go ahead sir
1: yeah that's right it, or if you don't have the capability or the there's a lot more than and maybe in a way there is that that's the thing maybe to a point that is but i think if you don't have the systems or the you mm-hmm. know or the the models already already there that are walk-in ready but that's that's not the point you're saying what you just said about starting a team that's when you've already got one you're already just when you're just one person and 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 you're just hey i want a team so i'm going to go who's the next agent that walks through our doors pick them up not really because that that's a, an agent that i mean really you're not there you know what i mean if you just hired an, ad, an admin you might be a great single real estate agent but You have, if you just hired an admin, you don't know enough about systems to be able to, you haven't built enough of your own to be able to feed them to somebody else.
0: Yeah. And that's what I see it, right? Is a lot of these folks might be good at sales and they might not be good at sales. But when you start to build a team, or even if your first hire is an EA, like that's the start of a team, you now become a business owner, right? And I'm not saying single agents aren't business owners. What I'm saying is you definitely have to become a business owner once you start bringing people into your world as a, paid opportunity whether that's w2 or 1099 real estate agents
1: yeah that's a that's a uh and it, it, it i don't think people because i didn't god I did not at all like, i didn't realize it like there was a couple guys in our office that have some pretty good-sized teams and they talked to me about joining several times and i was whole time i was like man i just want to do it i want to do it on my own i want to do it on my own i didn't have another good reason except I want to do it on my own. I just don't want to join a team and I want to go down this path by myself. And man, there's been days that I've been like, man, I should have just joined a team. (laughs) I mean, I'll be honest with you, like especially like the the early growth points where you have no idea what's going on and everything's just like hitting you from a hundred different directions. It it is, uh, it is like that. You got to deal with, you got to deal with people now you got to deal with personalities you got to deal with people being sick and off time and, and, who's not doing this and we got a bunch of leads coming in and none of them are getting answered. So now I'm wasting money and you got to keep track of your P and L and your profit and loss. And Oh my God, that's all the money we made this month. We lost $900. I'm like, what? what's going on? We got four agents here, you know? So it's uh, all that stuff is a, your, your systems have to be locked down early. So I would say when you get your first admin, your first admin, I wouldn't treat them like I wouldn't hire somebody that was just a, just going to be a set up inspections. I would hire someone that's that's good enough to be able to sit down and help you. Hey, if there was two of me, what what would a system be that they could come in and plug into and be able to do transactions? Because because I, I don't need to know that because I'm already here. But what if somebody else came in and you said, "Here's your checklist, here's your step by step, and here's your your Operations manual for how to be a real estate agent. What that way? Because that's a great place to start. Do it. It seems stupid. Like you got one admin, you just want to sell a bunch of business. But if you want a team, do that now, and and maybe maybe even live by that model. I don't
0: know. Yeah, and you have to build that foundation. And you know, I think we forget a lot of times as single agents that we had a large learning curve in that first year plus, and a lot of it was just learned by doing and learn by repetition and learn by failing forward. We didn't, probably most agents, I would say, I think it's fair to say, didn't document those processes. They just were out there grinding and hunting and just failing forward. And that EA is so critical to come in to take time off of you and have to totally document the systems. They can now brain dump, you can brain dump on them. They can shadow you for a month or two and be like, you're getting in the car with me, you're sitting in the office with me, you're going to go everywhere I go, and you're just going to take notes, and you're going to build the system, and now they're learning as you're doing, right? It's the, I do it, we do it, they do it, right, kind of thing.
1: And I'll, I'll tell you, my, my admin staff right now is, maybe I'm jumping the gun on saying this, but phenomenal. Like, they, they've got systems, and and there's things that happen in there that I've never even I don't, I don't, even know exists. And like, as far as uh, the ways to do things, how clients get contacted, checklists, uh, you know, we get listings. I don't know. I mean, I'll be honest with you. That's why they're there because it's not my job anymore. And there's a lot of people that, and I think the biggest thing as a team leader, if you're going to do it is learn the hardest thing for me to do for the first year was realize that, there's something that I'm good at and everything else, something's better. somebody else is better than me than, and so okay. if you're going to micromanage people that you're hiring, you don't need a team and you don't need to worry about it. You just need to do it yourself and keep selling your houses because there's going to be a long time after you start building the team where you could have made more money as a single agent.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's a growth point and. I think that's the part that people don't understand, especially as you're giving up more of your business to others on the team and you're taking a 50% cut on what could have just been you. But I think there's a ceiling, right? And I think what we've talked about before is what's your lifestyle worth, right? If you want to do six deals and that you're happy with that and that financially secures you, okay. but more power to you, right? Single agent's the right way to go. But if you want to, you're pushing 30 deals, 25 deals, whatever, and you're like, I have no family life. All I do is work. I have no leverage. This is miserable. Well, you can still accomplish that by getting the right leverage in place, right? And building a team. And now you're making it just as much money, if not more, and others are doing it in partnership with you, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think uh I think another good thing to do as a team is find out. I don't know when the right time to start a team is because I, I mean, I've, I've heard different. I mean, I've heard some really big real estate agents say a lot of things about a lot of different ways. I know a, I know a rainmaker that that uh, does three hundred and eighty deals a year. Well, actually, technically, we have one in our office that, that that lists a lot of houses like that. But I know another one where a team does four, three, four hundred deals a year, and uh, and she's the head listing agent. And she has a, a CEO that she pays to run it. She likes listing houses. There's no right way to do it. It's once you start the team, go. I actually know of another one that does nothing but work with buyers. Yep. I don't know where I heard this person from, but I I vividly, I vividly remember hearing the story about the one that worked with buyers. Um, if you're like me, I'm not going to be that guy. I, I, I like, because I am a little bit more managerial and like things the way I will want things so I'm probably I would probably fall fall more into the, the the management or CEO style role in the long run than than not and, I, and maybe not maybe I find somebody's better than that in me at some point yeah.
0: and but, and yeah and you'll outgrow like you know where you're at you'll outgrow sometimes like you said you know for me to be a leader doing a million units, I'm probably not that guy. I'm a probably a good guy at two hundred to five hundred units leading an organization, but I don't think I'm that guy at a million, right? and I think we all at some point in time are looking to outgrow our business and replace ourselves wherever you are in that organization because I promise you there's somebody that's bigger or better at exactly. that level
1: um
0: yeah. I think another
1: thing to do at the base of it is figure out what you like and what you believe in as far as your be do you, don't you need to be pretty solid as a as a as an individual agent before you jump into anything else because yeah you gotta figure out what your what do you think like like when I went to my first family reunion, which would have been in new Orleans for Keller Williams. And that was, uh, I don't remember what year that was. That was
0: five years ago, three, five years ago, somewhere in there. Yeah.
1: Um, there was a guy that said this and his team was a door knocking team. Mm-hmm. And it was just, here's the deal. You knock on 30 doors a day. If you want to be on our team, that's just, that's just what we do. I mean, if you don't want to go out there and sweat and, and or get put a jacket on when it's cold and knock on doors, I understand, but that's what we do. Well, my, uh, I believe this to a, a, another guy who I think is with the XP now. Um, I think it's Ricky Caruth. He is in, um, he's a big agent, um, in, um, down in Gulf Shores or Orange Beach, Alabama. I think he's been with Kelly Williams like a long time ago. Who's rematched a rematch for a big period of time. Um, but he's, uh, wrote, he's a, he's the guy that wrote the book Zero to Diamond. And he's a, uh, I don't know how long he was in the business, but there were several years where he made over a million, netted over a million dollars as a single agent. Mm-hmm. And his his philosophy was cold calling. He's like, "Dude, knock on doors if you want to, but I can get to way more doors right here in front of my phone with the right scripts." And so that's what we do. I've got a, a rule of a minimum of fifty cold calls a day. That's mm-hmm. it. Doesn't take long. Most of them don't answer the phone. You only talk to like three, four, five people a day. But call them. Call that many people. And some of my guys sometimes get on a roll, and they just they burn through it and they're like, hey, I'm on a roll. So they call 200. Sometimes it's hard to get them to call them at all. But in the long grand scheme of things, I'm looking at about so – we do it Monday through Thursday. That's about 200 calls that you're going to – I know of lead generation they're going to do. And yep. more than that, I know how – it's not cold calling that we are, that, that I believe in. It's farming. Because it's knowing, and and I say this because it's just all know what your team is and what you, how to mm-hmm. teach, how to, because when I say, okay, well, I know what I've been successful at. So how are you going to teach somebody else to be successful? Because having a big sphere of influence isn't a a teaching method. Right. Like it's not How do you, if you don't have a, if you come in and you know, and there's 50 people in your phone or you move from another town, I've been here my whole life. So of course I get some deals. But teaching somebody to walk in and be a good agent, it's like, how do I do that? You have to have a grasp of that. Mine's like really farming. I'm like, pick small neighborhoods, guys. Find about three or four small neighborhoods, burn through them. The people that answer, take them off the list. The next day, burn through them again. People that answer, take them off the list and call till you get them all. And if you call them all, we'll send out a postcard that's got your face on it to connect everybody to it. So that's our, so that's my, that's my how to teach people to build their, their
0: database. It's huge because like you said, it's, it's, it's about, like I said, I think the, the biblical principle, right. Teach a person to, or, you know, feed a person a loaf of bread or teach them to fish and they'll eat for life. Right. And that's huge. It's, it's about training people. And I think, and giving them the systems. Right. And, you know, I see it both ways, new agents. It's a great opportunity because you're established and you have the systems and the models and the value to help get them off and running And I also believe more experienced agents in in our world, and I believe it's true in most teams, is sometimes senior agents are looking for that leverage piece. They're like, been down that road. I have to do my own marketing. I have to do my own uh, expenses. I have to pay for my own internet leads. I have to put my signs out. I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to. And all of a sudden, they're like, that is time and money. I could be spending that time lead generating to get more business and allowing all that other stuff to be taken care of by the team.
1: Absolutely, it's it is a. There's, I heard of one time, and I'm harping on people at Keller Williams, but that's all I've been listening to. Like, uh, and, and that is Gary Keller once said, "Look, you're either going to be on a team or you're going to own a team. If the market yeah. shifts, the leverage that you get from a team, the financial backing, the support." Everything, you know, and I it is, it's almost impossible to, no, it's not because they have. They've done it through the last shift. They did it through this one. We've got some agents in our office right now that are superstar agents that that, that work through it. But when the, the market really, and in my mind, the market right now is shifted. Like it's yeah. very difficult. Like people think of the market shift turning into a buyer's market tough. Well, in my mind, we're so far one way right now mm-hmm. that that you're kind of there. Because right now, if you've got buyers, there's tons of buyers. You're not really selling many houses and at least no. in the market. You're spending a lot of gas to lose a lot of offers, and mm-hmm. and and you got a giant pipeline, which seems cool, and but it's not. And then you have got, but you're fighting for listings, and mm-hmm. that's the only way that you can really make money without a lot of luck in a lot of cases. So right now, the market is as hard as is going to be, and and that. Having that team is going to give you that extra support that, that, uh, or having a having a team or being on a team is going to give you the extra support because that little few extra dollars. I know I just have buyers kind of stink right now, but those few extra leads hit them up. Hey, I want like, uh, Rob Davis, my one of my guys got one today. I had a, a lead come through my phone that I just gave to him. It was like, and it was an easy one. It was, there's a piece of land out here in the sticks that nobody's touched in forever. He wants it. Here go by it. So you're going to have a little bit of help from that. And if he hadn't been on the team, you know, things are tough right now in some regards. So if he hadn't been on the team, that one lead, that's going to probably make him, I don't know, a couple grand.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm going to button this up and that's kind of like, you know, kind of there's a whole I mean, we could spend hours on teams and the challenges and the leverage and the benefits. And so, uh, but for today, like this was a great, like how to get started with the team, what you're looking for, what kind of pushes you into that team mindset. What are some of the early stages of building a team that you really need to look for? And, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate you taking time. I know it's, uh, 6.30 I think your time in the evening so thank you so much yeah. for sticking around or no, actually it's 5.30 your time I forget I'm I'm on mountain I thought I was on Pacific for today
1: yeah. I, I think, the, I, I think the, the only the only thing that i buttoned up everything I said in takeaways was was hire will take a long time to hire and hire well know your culture know how to train your people yeah. and and that's yeah, no 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 know what you want know what you want your business to look like before you start it.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. And know who it is you're looking for, right? Like who fits that idea? And I don't care if that's an EA, I don't care if that's an agent, I don't care if whatever. Yeah. You need to have that really narrowed in, and I don't care what their production was, I don't care if they were the CEO to the IBM or uh, admin assistant to the CEO of IBM, if it don't fit what you're looking for, it's probably not the right fit, right? So Yeah. Cool. All right, man. Well, um and we only have a couple more months and we can start bantering. Uh, oh shoot. Well, with baseball lockout, I guess that's not happening right now, but I hope that comes to an end soon so we can uh, begin. I don't
1: know, man. I heard there was gonna be a players' strike
0: <laughs> now. Right? I know it's not helping my Airbnb in Scottsdale right now with yeah. yet another season of no spring training. <laughs> not at all. all right brother thanks so much for your time i appreciate you as always and i look forward to our next venture together in person all All right see you man